Hello, everybody. You know, sometimes you meet people who impress you with their authenticity, insights, and thoughts about the industry that they work in. And this week, I'm delighted to say we have such a guest. John Wilkinson is co-founder and CEO of TMT Analysis, which is a successful mobile intelligence and identity firm. John's company provides mobile operators, enterprises, marketing companies, and CPaaS companies with information on the identity of customers that they are targeting with their marketing campaigns. John has great insights into this exciting new and fast-growing market. We have a great discussion about how the ATP messaging market evolved and how it's likely to change in the future. More intriguingly, John sees that identity will become a much more important thing beyond market targeting and believes that it will become an essential part of our online lives. Anyway, John delivers all this in a laid-back and fun style and ends with a classic music artist he admires. I certainly enjoyed this podcast and I believe you will as well. John's company is at Mobile World Congress this week and if you're attending, you can reach out and meet them. It's a tough competitive business to drive telecom sales. But now there is a new channel that is making all the difference for innovative companies. That's the Digital Sales Channel. At Netzer, we are the leading digital sales channel provider for telecoms companies. Our customers can testify to our ability to listen and implement solutions that work for them. If you are a mobile operator, an MVNO or an eSIM provider, We'd like to understand your business issues and work with you to drive your sales. Contact pat.flynn at netzer.com and we can talk. Welcome to the podcast this week. I'm delighted to have John Wilkinson of TMT Analysis. And John is a Sheffield man, and you can hear that in his actions. He's a very, very relaxed man, but actually very interesting background. A lot of experience in internet interoperability with operators and has started a couple of years ago um, a really interesting company, TMT Analysis, which we'll get into later. So anyway, John, listen, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Good morning. Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah um yeah we were just chatting there and uh yeah we were evaluating maybe the the trends in the industry with innovation and what we're talking about is the, the telecom mobile industry both of us maybe in the past have had a tough experience with trying to get innovation into operators should we say but i, I do think there has been somewhat of a sea change and that there is more openness to innovation, albeit you're pushing a boulder up a hill. Is that fair, John? Do you think that's a good way to put it? Yeah, I think, you know, we see operators, you know, finally really engaging in um, digital identity and seeing some of the, the wider opportunities that they've got to use their their position in the market, their knowledge of the customers and their um, 
their kind of scale uh, to create some additional product and and think about their business in a different way. Um, but I certainly wouldn't say that they've um, lost all their difficulty in innovation and getting uh-huh. new product out. It's still uh, a challenge. You know, is that a fair way to summarize the innovation in the telecom mobile space? Yeah, I think so. You know, if we if we look back over the last 10, 15, 20 years, then, you know, a lot of the innovation in the in the internet hasn't come from uh, mobile networks. Um, you know, they've not been at the front of um, a huge arrays of, of new product. Um, but in actual fact, there's more necessity on them now. You know, margins are get tighter, the voice businesses and what it was. You know, they've got to look at uh, new revenue streams and new opportunities. And I think they're starting to realize that in the identity space and, and kind of uh, digital e-commerce, there's an opportunity for them to um, to gain some new traction, some new mm-hmm. uh, some new business models. So yeah, I do think that they're moving a bit. Yeah, I, no, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, the operator has a lot of advantages. They, they usually have probably the strongest brands in their territory. You know, when you land at an airport, the first thing you see is the operator signs. But like in people's minds, they're always voted very highly trusted brands internally. You know, do you think it's a struggle between operations and marketing and, or, you know, is, is it sort of like everyone just so focused on keeping market share that they don't look over the parapet at the, the green fields ahead? I think it's, I think it's partly that. I think it's the scale of the business. I think they've not got a, a history of, of enormous innovation uh, very often, uh, or if they have, it was around, you know, building up that that traditional business, uh, you know, like a, a Vodafone, for instance, obviously enormously entrepreneurial start, mm-hmm. um, but then, you know, got so big and so enormous, becomes difficult to, to keep looking at new angles and new products and new opportunities. I think some of the, some of the genius they have is, is one around, yeah, the brand, but then also around the, the, you know, just the fact that your mobile is in your pocket uh, continually um, gives them a huge amount of exposure, huge amount of exposure. You know, if you think of the billing records, you think of, um, you know, movement, a whole series of different opportunities that can be quite powerful in the in the, the new e-commerce world. So I, I do think there's a lot of opportunity there for them, but um, it's a challenge to compete with uh, uh, the internet businesses. Yeah. And I often think the operator knows a lot more about customers than, the internet businesses, particularly their financial situation. Now, I know we're bearing in mind that this information isn't necessarily, it may be protected under GDPR or something like that, but if you think about it for a second, you know, if you know that so-and-so spends so much per month every year and, and occasionally might miss a bill, and then another time might spend twice as much because they went on holidays, that's a huge amount of information about their financial situation. And, and lay on that the location, um, other things. It's certainly... You could, for want of a better word, you could fingerprint someone very well in terms of, you know, that's Pat Flynn. That's his, that's definitely Pat Flynn, uh, for example. So, like, it, it feeds into what you were talking about with identity. Yeah. And I think, especially if you think about, you know, the, the vast amounts of the world where um, a lot of people have got a mobile phone and those same people haven't got a bank account, you know, the capability for mobile money, for, for thin file um, credit assessment. Um, is is really powerful, um, and we're seeing a number of, of mobile networks, particularly in Asia, uh, now starting to offer APIs to get um, 
access to that information for the the credit agencies, uh, some of the the more advanced fintechs who are looking to take those those parameters and make them available um, so those customers can get access to more... um, more financial products. So yeah, I think it's it's a really exciting area. Um and in in Europe as well. Um mm-hmm. you know, GDPR doesn't doesn't exclude uh, customers opting in to provide their data for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so as mobile networks make their APIs available, I think we'll see a, a richer source of data from them, particularly around billing data. Yeah, yeah. Now you 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 identified this opportunity a couple of years ago and, and you were one of the founders of uh, TMT analysis so what what does TMT analysis do what do you, and what market do you address so yeah we founded the business about five years ago I guess now we're getting uh, slightly older we'll skip on to that okay <laughs> yeah. um, the, the core of the business is is mobile intelligence and mobile indent- identity um, so what we do is is we pull in uh, huge amounts of mobile data from around the world, things like number portability data from all the different markets where um, the regulators introduce number portability. We also interconnect to the mobile networks directly via mobile APIs um, for some of their fraud products and some of their know your customer products. Um, so we have a huge amount of mobile data. We're, we also operate our own um signaling systems and our own uh, global titles to allow us roaming access into some of the mobile networks as well. And so um, we've pulled together all this mobile data and then we make it available for different types of customers and different use cases. Mm -hmm. Very big use case for us is around messaging, which is around the correct termination, the correct routing of um, messages and phone calls. So a lot of customers in the SMS hubbing space, the wholesale telcos, uh, carriers, that kind of that kind of space, mm-hmm. and then what we're doing with that data is we're looking to augment it with other um, KYC, know your customer type data, so we can provide a kind of map between the mobile account that you have and other um, external authoritative data which might exist in that market, and that's particularly for things like um, account takeover protection fraud or uh, customer onboarding, or a whole series of different digital identity type services which are which are gradually emerging. So yeah, TMT is about mobile identity and um, based on the kind of very, uh, very nuts and bolts knowledge of um, mobile numbers, ranges, and regulated codes, mm-hmm. um, things like that around the world. Okay, so to feed, back that, feed that back to you, uh, for example, any of the big messaging hubs can come to you get intelligence on numbers and be have a high degree of confidence that that is say a business person in Buenos Aires or something like that and um, that it's not been spoofed and that this they can message this person with a high degree of confidence that they're satisfying their customer requirements to hit that sort of um, customer yeah exactly so we do the we do the hard work of uh, inter- interworking with the local operators in in Argentina, in your example, of getting the, the number portability data so we know when numbers have moved from one network to another, mm-hmm. um, getting the IR21s, which are the kind of uh, the documents that are released around roaming. Uh, I've read through, them. 
through the yeah. fascinating documents. Yeah, um, so <laughs> we take we take all that data and uh, and integrate it, and it means a lot of the big messaging hubs don't have to do all that um, legwork. Uh, we we do it for them, so they can rely on us to to provide them correct termination uh, information on a number anywhere in the world. Yeah, and with the COVID lockdown and the huge increase in ATP business messaging, uh, this must be a busy time for you, John. Yeah, we've seen a we've seen a lot of growth. It's been uh, it's been um, in some respects good for business. You know, it's been trickier kind of managing the business. I would say, uh, you know, mm-hmm. hard not being with the team. I think new products have been possibly trickier to roll out than they were. Um, just from you know difficulties of innovation of getting groups together of um, getting new customers signed up maybe hasn't been as easy but yes in terms of um, the core business and and the demand in terms of routing information um, just because of uh, e-commerce signups uh, one-time passcodes um, you know all all the sort of sms uh, a to p market has has really exploded and so um yeah, that's been good for us in terms of um, day-to-day traffic on the network. Yeah, I have to say, I find it really exciting, uh, and it's not a word that you generally use about the mobile industry, but I find it really exciting that this space is both, you know, sort of working alongside operators is both uh, exciting and innovative and growing, uh, which is always a good sign. Um, you know, so it's like it's like the go-go. I feel that, has that feel of the go-go days of the, when they were building the networks back in the good old days? And then we had this long period of sort of mature growth, but now I get I get a feeling things are changing. You know, between the likes of the a, the uh, API CPaaS players, companies like yourself, you know, we're finding these niches, and now uh, a business has multiple choices how to reach customers. It's it's this is one thing that's different than it was, and and this is in the mobile space. Forget about Facebook and Google, but I mean in the mobile space, there's multiple options how to reach businesses or build platforms to reach businesses. Yeah, no, I think the the omni-channel sort of model is 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 very much now. I think the other thing is that, um, you know, on one hand, it's really positive that the, there's this level of growth and companies are embracing how to market to, you know, e-commerce and falling back to SMS, for instance. I think it is a bit disappointing that the, the growth in new areas, of, you know, around LCS hasn't been, hasn't been faster. Mm. Um, but, you know, when you look at the the scale of the digital identity kind of problem, you know, how to verify people online. Um, and you look at the amount of money, uh, you know, the, in particular the US uh, and the private equity people are throwing into that that market. Um, you know, if you look at, I don't know, the, just last week, the Trulia raise was, was pretty astonishing, 400 million Series D, I think it was, you know, and there's one a week uh, yeah. at that kind of scale. Mm. Um, I think it shows that the opportunity is is enormous. Um, and one piece of, of data which is going to be important in that world is is your relationship with your mobile phone. It's basically a computer. It's got lots of information about you on it, multiple facets of your life uh, with anchors there. And um, you're going to be using it to, to interface your identity to the internet uh, for a long time, and so the mobile networks have really got a big play there if they if they can arrange the products um, correctly, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's uh, the time feels like now for that 
but it really does. You know, customers are interested. Yeah. Uh, banks, credit card companies are, are worried. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's all the right sort of um, dynamics in the market to feel like there's going to be some explosive growth for um, whoever yeah. gets it right. As we said earlier, I think the operators have a, a more interesting view of a customer uh, knowing what they know. And I also suspect that Facebook and Google are going to get hammered with antitrust at some stage. You can feel this, you know, maybe it's splitting them up or maybe it's limit, limiting the type of business they can do because they do exploit an identity of, of customers, which is exploits the wrong word. I mean, monetize, right? So, but the, the, the mobile operators, I think, can, there's an opportunity here for them to, you know, develop a new business as the trusted local that everybody knows, yeah. and, and I won't say love. Nobody loves them, but that's the way. That's the way it is when you're big. Anyway, but I, you know, I, I think that I think the opportunity is is really interesting for them, especially with. Uh, I don't know if you saw last week. I'm thinking about the football at the moment. Obviously, we just, <laughs> we just won yesterday. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Um, but I, I saw a really interesting um, uh, podcast or, or interview from uh, I think it was Rio Ferdinand talking about um, you know online racism and and. Um, the fact that everyone's an AKA on uh, on Twitter and and uh, you know all the other all the other platforms, and um, you know I think if the, if there's a really strong movement against that um, capability to be anonymous online, then then actually the big the big uh, social network players are going to have to deal with it, mm-hmm. and it is dealable with you know it could be resolved might cost them a bit of money to get a new customer on on their platform rather than nothing at the moment, um, but not a lot. No. And so I think as um, as that kind of pressure builds up on the social networks to do something about it, um, the the telecoms world in general and uh, the mobile operators in particular um, could really start forming some quite powerful partnerships to, um, mm-hmm. uh, to to provide some of that data that can that can enhance Identify, and yeah. Uh, yeah and kill some of the AKAs before they uh, mm. get abusive yeah. online. No, hundred percent agree. I mean, I think a lot of the, I mean, Twitter is, I tell you, you need a thick skin to go on Twitter. It's a bit of a sewer, to be honest, with the, you know, the the troll trolling, and yeah, if, if people could have be identified, it's going to cut that straight back. Yeah, and they've started it now a little bit with the gradiated, you know, trust level services and the ticks, and you know, there's mm. there's more, there's more necessity, I think, than there was. Yeah. To provide uh, layers of uh, of identity control and uh, and management, and and that's that you know as soon as that's gone that problem, um, then I think there's a whole generation which will uh, realise they can't be anonymous online. No, and actually, as that whole generation embraces it, um, then you'll be just much more comfortable putting in a digital identity kind of uh, passport or set of features about yourself. Um, so it's clear who you are. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, the, I mean, you've seen the monetization values per head on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, it's, it's between say uh, eighty and one hundred fifty dollars per year per customer. So there's, that's not there's uh, room. Yeah, there's plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty, plenty of room. Yeah. Well, listen, John, it's been great talking to you. Just before we finish the business side, for, uh, first of all, how do people contact you? John Wilkinson at TMT Analysis dot com or just go to our website and uh and click out a form or, or uh say hello all right man and w- what do you do for fun john i mean apart from all this uh mobile identity stuff what do you do for fun um <laughs> young kids still so i love my sport 
bit of tennis, bit of golf. Love my golf. Love my golf. Lovely. Trying to get out in the sun, doing a bit of golf, a uh, bit of swimming. Trying to stay healthy, which is not easy at my age or weight. But uh, yeah, well, as I'm I say, there's some there's some topics we don't discuss on this podcast, <laughs> John, Okay, but kids, they'll keep you they'll keep you busy anyway. You know? Yeah, well, I'm just just about still beating them at tennis, so I've got to keep uh, <laughs> keep up at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, um, they're uh, they're they're great. And uh, on music, John, what's your any preferences? Any particular area? Music. I was I was thinking about this, and uh, you know, I thought I'd go um, honest and authentic. Uh, why not? Why not? Very little sure, to prove. Sure. So um, I'm on Spotify at the moment. I'm I'm reliving some of my uh, early '80s um, stuff, which I'm I, I love. Uh, I'd go ELO time, oh, man. Yep. which I think was probably was certainly one of the first albums I, I bought, and I've been listening to it again the last couple of weeks. So I'll go a bit retro on you if that's all right. That's fine. And the, it's a ELO, I think they were a late comer in general acceptance, particularly Jeff Lynn with uh, Travelling Wilburys and the quality of his work is just still there. It's just amazing uh, songwriting and production. Yeah, that's the one, uh, the, I was listening to the one last week, I can't remember what it's called, but the one where he's dating the uh, the computer and it's an IBM and it's also a telephone. You know, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a certain... Um, Pathetic nature about it as well in a slightly cheesy, uh, cheesy, yeah. but they're many of the good tunes. Yeah. And uh, is there any standout tracks you like? Uh, here is the news I like, or, um, or Twilight, or yeah, no, I, I love, uh, I love all of them. It's an oh, album, right. it's an album really, rather than, rather than a set of singles. That one, you know, it's got a, it's got the slightly comical, uh, uh, sci fi theme to it, which, uh, which I enjoy as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, if it, when it comes to production, uh, Mr. Blue Sky has got to be the top 1% of all production value songs. Yeah. Uh, just totally infectious. And yeah, yeah, boom. yeah. No, it's, it's, it, the earlier stuff's great too. I like the, I like the early 70s stuff, but uh, no, the, the 80s stuff got a bad rap because it was cheesy, but um, I like it. All right, man. We'll, we'll play out on that. So okay. thanks, John. I appreciate you, all your uh, insights and um, that, uh, that laid-back Sheffield approach. Great pleasure. Uh, nice to talk to you again. Thank you.